that Jonathan Dowdle is set to give evidence as it's been accepted today, but what is the context in which he's giving evidence? And yeah. that's what they they are asking. But certainly Jerry Hutch is facing a life sentence and they have to be answerable to the courts because people are entitled to a fair trial and it's just one of the fundamental pillars of democracy. I mean, it's as simple as that. I'm Nicola Talent, and you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. State witness Jonathan Dowdall will be giving evidence against Jerry the Monk Hutch at the Special Criminal Court, but a judge has demanded to know what his status on the Witness Protection Programme is. Justice Tara Burns, who's presiding over the Regency trial, said she was not happy with the note she was given relating to Dowdall's position and has ordered the matter to be cleared up by Friday. The Witness Protection Programme is run under the remit of the Garda's Crime and Security Wing, headed up by Assistant Commissioner Orla McPartland. The senior officer has already been called during the trial to explain why Gardaí chose to destroy data relating to a tracking device, despite the trial being in progress. Justice Burns ruled that while aspects of Dowdall's transition to witness were not without difficulty, the court is still entitled to hear his evidence. Today, I'm talking with Niall Donald about the much-anticipated witness who once stood accused of murder. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Do I look a bit rattled? Well, it was it it it, it was a tense moment anyway. Mm. Look, I mean, at the end of it, it was extremely tense in the court. Firstly, most importantly, Dowdall's evidence is allowed in. Yeah. And we'll go through why in a minute. But towards the end of the court, during the week, um, Brendan Grehan, who is Jerry Hutch's senior counsel, had asked for the, his status in witness protection. Because as we were talking about earlier yesterday on the last pod, um, that was sort of the last we heard of him where he was at. Um so he'd asked for that and he had basically been told that he couldn't be given an answer. So the judge, Justice Tara Burns, asked for the status. Yeah. As far as I know, she didn't look for any more information than that, just the status of this thing. So um, just as the, the court was finished after the, you know, the judgment had been given on the admissibility of the evidence, um, uh Galan handed her up. Galan is the, the senior counsel, Sean Galan, for the state. He handed her in a letter to the court. Now, that's usually when they don't want it to go into open court, but they're giving the information to the court, essentially, to the judges that they've looked for. And you could just see her face reddening as she read it. And um, then the next thing, there was a full-on, I mean, she was really quite... Uh, frustrated by whatever was in this letter. We didn't get to hear what was in it, but what she did say was there was nothing in it yeah. and she couldn't understand why it had been handled in such a way. Because she's certainly not one of those uh, sort of old school judges that dis- display all a lot of um, like emotion. She's very cool and considered for the most part. Measured, very much in control of the court. And as I've said to you on a few occasions, she is very much considered about the timing that there is in the special criminal court for this trial. The courts are chock-a-block. 
there has been time set aside for this trial and there's been no time wasted in the court. I mean, every hour has been used. Every time there's a witness available, that witness has been facilitated with going into the witness box to give the evidence. It's not been rushed, but it's certainly being run very efficiently, this trial. Which is also, of course, uh, something that defendants want. I mean, they don't want to be... stretching it out as well as the state wanting the mm. case to be heard and dealt with um, it's it's also in the interest of Jerry Hutch and the others on trial you know that, yeah. that they're they're not waiting through going through a six month eight month trial and then waiting longer I would say it's kind of a, it's a feeling that there's no room for unnecessary delay is, yeah. is the feeling you get from it and I think both the senior councils probably have trials coming up themselves you know that they're yeah. due at and all the rest of it so Basically, um, this letter was handed up. This was, you know, from my understanding of it, it's to know when he went on to the witness protection. Yeah, because that's a that's obviously the Jerry Hutch's defence have made it that a key point that he's giving that Jonathan Dowdle is set to give evidence as it's been accepted today. But what is the context in which he's giving evidence, and yeah. that's what they they are asking. And obviously, which the the special criminal court has basically said they're entitled to know Mm. at least a limited amount of information. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody wants to know where he's been housed or where the family are being hidden away, but definitely when he went on it and that he is on it or he isn't on it. You know, I mean, that's simply what they're looking for. So this letter was handed in and it clearly was stating that we can't tell you or, you know, we certainly can't tell you at the moment. And Sean Galan said, you know, you could expect... Dowdall in the witness box by Monday. Yeah. And um, Justice Tara Burns sort of said, look, you know, basically everybody was expecting him this week, but this other legal argument about whether he could give evidence or not happened, which Sean Galan, she said, was perfectly entitled to make. They had put aside two days of the court. It ran into two and a half. Now, that is not bad in legal terms. No, no. It's like the builders when they tell you they'll be two months and they're five months is usually the case. But this is, I mean, sticking to those deadlines is doing really well. So she sort of got more and more irate as she started to address Sean Galan and she was saying to him that basically this is not good enough. She said, I'm not one bit happy. Um, she said that, you know, this is, she, she, the court is holding a trial here. We want to be in a position to move on. They're clearly not going to be able to hear Dowdall's evidence until they're told what his status is. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, Brendan Grehan effectively said he he won't even know till tomorrow what he can or can't say in relation to the matter. So mm. e- even then, it wasn't he wasn't even saying, giving a definitive answer because he's not in position yet. Um, having obviously discussed it with whoever he has to discuss it with, um, so it's it's a complicated again, like what we talked about yesterday about the the separation of the courts, the separation of the DPP, and and the separation from the Gardaí again came into play again because mm. the court is 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 not a branch of the Gardaí who are who are um prosecuting the Garda's case. They are a separate body that aren't answerable to the Gardaí. And I think she was making the point clearly that the Gardaí, if they're if they're trying somebody for murder, are answerable to the court. And they are but aren't we all answerable to we the are, court of law? We are. Aren't they the highest authority in the land when there's a trial going on? Absolutely, a hundred percent, and they're not answerable to anybody but themselves. And that's 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 but it can seem sometimes in a, when you're in a court, it can feel like this is the 
it's the guardy and the courts work together, but it's not that isn't the case. No. They have they have absolute authority within their own courts, and judges really are the the kings of their own castle mm. once a trial is ongoing. So, I mean, tomorrow, uh, which is Friday morning, um, I think the court gets underway at 11 as, as usual, but she has asked for the appropriate person to basically be brought to the court to, with, she said actually at one point to Sean Galan, I'm sure you will have an answer by tomorrow, you know, in a in a way that, you know, if, <laughs> if, you, were, <laughs> if you were told that, yeah, you'd, have, like, uh, you'd have your answer, I can tell you, yes, you know what I mean? It's a touch of, a touch of something that you might have been said to you by a teacher in school. You'd be up all night making sure you had your answer yeah, right I'm and you know you'd be nervous going in until you got it right. But I'm sure you'll have your homework in tomorrow. That's, you know, that's it and, and that might sound glib about it but that's it. And what I don't understand is why they can't say he is on the Witness Protection Programme because surely he has to be on the Witness Protection Programme. If he was due in the court today if he's giving evidence, he has to be on the programme. Yeah, well, obviously, Jerry Hutch's uh, defence team are sort of at least saying that that they want to be sure that him being accepted onto the witness programme is not dependent on how he performs in court, I think they say at one point. But the court want to know it too. Exactly. It's not just exactly. Jerry Hutch's defence team. It's the court. The judge wants to know his status for herself. Yes, of course. For the court, yes, for the trial. Because they are the jury as well in this case, the judges. Exactly. So, I mean, uh, it is said at one point, um, Mr. Grehan submitted that he had to know this information and the quote is, so we, that he was not under an apprehension or misapprehension that it's based on performance, whether Jonathan Dowdle is allowed, basically given the protection of the, uh, the allowed to enter the witness protection programme and given a new life. Mm. And basically what he's questioning Mm. And there's no suggestion that that is the case, but that if Jonathan Dowdle doesn't do well, that he wouldn't be allowed on the witness protection program, and therefore he'd be more inclined to mm. say stuff that would get him on. That's what he's he wants to have the information for. Yes, and the judge wants to know simply: is he on or is he not? Yeah. Um, and that answer doesn't seem to be given now. Um, look, maybe they'll come in tomorrow morning, and they will, you know absolutely clarify matters here but from like this reluctance to give the information is all going back again to this crime and security division of the Gardaí and which is headed up by the Assistant Commissioner Orla McPartland who's already been hauled before this court yeah. to answer questions in relation to the destruction of this uh the data, the from, data the, from, from the tracker. The, exactly. And the, the, the fact that they weren't answering questions around that. There's been an awful lot of this sort of secrecy. You can quite clearly, and maybe it's a first window really into how it all works for the general public because we're seeing that you have the investigation team, the Regency investigation team, who are on top of their game with their investigation. They're all over yep. the people who are in the dock within weeks of the Regency gun attack happening. And... You have then crime and security running all these different operations and clearly not telling the senior investigating officer what they're doing. Yeah. They're working almost as an elite separate unit and their attitude to the court, uh, and maybe this will be clarified tomorrow, at the moment looks from the outside like they believe they're almost above the court. Well, I think, I mean, there is obviously... to. to to maybe put the other perspective out there, like all 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 governments or states will operate 
intelligence gathering services um, that that by their nature are are separate to the normal day to day guardi or the normal day to day policing. So, obviously, in America, you have or in, in Britain, you have MI5 mm. and all, all of those organizations who do the same. So the state has to collect intelligence on threats to the state and, and all of that. And but that. we don't have a separate intelligence unit. No, we don't. But we so, don't. We just have the guards. But yeah. within the guards, you have what appears to be a unit that are operating as an elite. Yes. Well, I mean, exactly. I mean, in most, in most countries... That, that that function is is separated out from either the guards or or the mm. defence forces and and it's subject to oversight as well and you see these things in in the states where they was it the FBI were were collecting mobile phone data and that became an issue because somebody discovered it uh, or 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 a whistleblower re- revealed it so all governments do intelligence intelligence gathering that's not necessarily for the purpose of being introduced in court but what you see is that the, the this branch of the Gardaí are now being uh, sort of forced to answer these things in, in open court and that practice you know and what is the oversight of it I suppose or is, if we take it on face value given that we haven't seen it but we know that there's nothing in there's no there's no answers given have they not yet signed them on I mean is that what they're saying is that what they're communicating because in previous court cases where there's a protected witness, I mean, I've covered many trials where there's a protected witness and it's it's very much out there at the trial. This is a person who's in witness protection. And sometimes the individual, the witness, will discuss that in the box. Like yeah. in the case of uh, Mickey McEvitt, there was a an FBI um, operator put into the middle of the continuity IRA for a long time, David Rupert. And his deal with the witness protection was... I understand, disclosed fully to the court and to the defence before he was giving his evidence. So that's happened. I know Joey O'Callaghan, my own um, work with him on the book, The Witness and the podcast, they, he was very clearly, the court was told he's in witness protection and the reasons why he was in it. Um, You know, David Mooney also gave evidence against members of the, the, the IRA and he was very clearly, and it was stated that he was in the witness protection. So there's something very peculiar yeah. going on here with Dowdall. It, there is, and of course he's he. It, you know, as we heard yesterday, it only he only came to came to the Guardi for an initial conversation in November when people were already charged. So I don't know if that plays a factor in it. But, it shouldn't. Um, it shouldn't have anything to do with it because no. witness protection is in place. What people don't understand is that witness protection is. A system that's in place, literally, as it says on the box, to protect the witness before they give their evidence. Yeah. Like people who sign up to the witness protection program sign off it after they give their evidence. Yeah. So they're not on it after they give their evidence. Yeah. It's simply a, a function of the state to protect them, to keep them alive, to get them into the box. Yeah. So if he ain't on that now, yeah. And he's due into he was due into the box today. Yeah. I just don't comprehend that. I don't understand it. Yeah. I mean, and obviously, nor does Justice Tara Burns because she's she has really been very vocal about you know her annoyance that she hasn't been given not not her as a person as an individual no. that this trial that is going on in the special criminal court this trial like you know the court system the legal system everything it's representing all of us as a population um, and it's paid for of course sure by I mean, the taxpayer. And I mean, in the broader sense, the public have to have confidence in the courts. You know, I know yeah. that the judges aren't thinking that mm-hmm. in in the broader sense, but they they have to be. Uh, oh well, I think that's exactly what they're thinking. And in actual fact, 
as part of her, you know, her give out, whatever you'd call it, to to Sean Galan, who she apologised to that he got the brunt of her. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. she she realised that he was just sort of the man and the, the messenger. Middle, the messenger. She was actually saying that it's not often that a court will, you know, give out to actually uh, give out to external agencies. Exactly, give out to external agencies, and she she sort of said, look, you know, you're you're getting it by, but yeah. but I apologise to you for that, but, um. You know, she is basically saying that and has been saying part of the narrative throughout this trial is that it's the public's, yes. this is a public trial and it's yeah. the public's right to to know these things. Yes. And she essentially, and that the court is representing the public. Yeah. You know, it's representing the Constitution. It's representing our whole democracy. Of course. And, it, you know, it's a very highly viewed trial and there is a reason why these things are held in public. It's It's, you know... People, which people don't always understand, but it's so, so people can have confidence in the the independence of the judiciary. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see what can happen, obviously, in the US when that becomes, say, in the Supreme Court. There's big this, you know, it be, it's become a very divisive issue. But in Ireland, you know, while obviously people, there are people out there who have conspiracy views. Generally, people have confidence in the ju- in the judiciary and their independence. You know. Mm. So anyway, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Prior to that, of course, was this ruling that Jess Dowdall can give evidence. and Which probably wasn't surprising, which we said as well. I mean, it was interesting, actually. We called it quite well, I have to say. Pat on the back. We did, we did. We didn't do too badly, given that we're not lawyers or whatever. A lot of the things we pointed out um, were pointed out in this ruling. Yeah, I mean, what they've basically said was that, you know, and at one point they did uh, uh, justice... Uh, Miss Justice Burns did say that discussed the documentation or lack of documentation of some of the discussions between Jonathan Dowdle and Gardy, and she did point out while this issue is not without difficulty, it is not of a magnitude that results in unfairness, such as the witness should not be called, and that's kind of the basic thrust of it. That whatever, if there is issues that arise, mm-hmm. that Jonathan Dowdle will be in the box, that he can be cross-examined on them that they can be uh, discussed in open court and analysed and and played out and that, you know, that hearing them in the box, hearing them giving witness in open court will will allow that, any of those that unfairness as it's described or mm. or or any of that those issues to be to be resolved. Mm-hmm. And actually she leaned on um one of the Gilligan the DPP versus Gilligan, is it? Yeah. The Supreme versus, Court. Yeah, maybe it was the Supreme Court where it was said that, basically, I'll paraphrase this, but to hear the evidence is the ultimate pursuit of justice and the public has a right to to that. You know, that's that's what it was actually said within that, within that judgment. Um, interestingly, when we look at the whole idea of this, the case being, the, the charges being dropped, She's quite clear in the judgment that yes, the charges were dropped, but they were only the murder charge was only dropped when there was something that he was willing to plead guilty to. Yes. So when they sort of said they wanted an all prosequi on the murder charge, that wasn't going to be even considered by the DPP until this suggestion came in that well he will plead guilty to that, which 
uh, Justice Byrne said was very normal in the yeah. Special Criminal Court. And like we said, many murder charges are dropped for a guilty plea on a lesser charge. Exactly. When, especially when the evidence is, is when there is clear evidence of, of facilitation and maybe more disputed evidence for mm-hmm. for a, 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 a sort of blunt murder charge. So, I mean, I think in, in general what, what the, the judges upheld the independence of the DPP and quashed the notion that there is some sort of secret deal being done between the DPP and the Gardaí, um, that there is a that, that they they recognise that the DPP are independent and aren't making, you know, uh, you know, nudge nudge, wink wink deals with the Gardaí. I think. Yeah, that was exactly exactly it. Um, so, look, one way or another, I think. We're headed now to Monday for Tetos. You think so? I mean, there is discussion. It could still be tomorrow, but it's. You think it's unlikely? No, is it? I think I don't think the state are going to present him until Monday. Ish, yeah. ish is kind of what was said. Expect him on Monday, yeah. and that's really what I think. Coupled with this letter saying yeah. that there was no, whatever was in this letter, yeah. but that there was nothing in it, um, is really what sparked Justice Burns to to make her comments, her very strong comments from the bench yeah. to the the police, you know. Um, so they don't have any notion, I don't think, of bringing him in tomorrow. It's Monday at the yeah. earliest, but they can't bring him anywhere until they clarify his status. Yeah, and that's presuming his status is clear. <laughs> Unless he's rattling around without any, not being on witness protection or something, I don't know. Press the button for terms and conditions and I agree to... But I mean, from the minute that he went into court and, and took that. From the minute that, it started to emerge that he was yeah. on witness protection. Yeah, when the, and it when was the book of evidence was, was served to Jerry at Hutch. His sentence when it, yes, and at his sentence when it was mentioned that he was being considered for the witness protection programme, from that moment on, in my understanding, he had to be... Protected. Protected. The, and, the, and The state of an obligation to protect them. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean he's formally in a witness protection program, does it? But you see, all of this is what's wrong with the witness yeah. protection program because nothing about it is in legislation. There's nothing clear about so it. Reasons. It's been run by this essentially elite unit that obviously answered to nobody and not even to, mm. you know, communicate within. And and saying all that, clearly they can't turn around and say, yeah, this is what we're doing with Jonathan Dowdall. We reckon that it's a great idea to house him and the family in a hotel in County Leash and we'll keep them there, bring them in and out of court or whatever, bring him out from the prison, prison, keep the family up in a hotel in County Leash and after that we're going to move them to this little village in Australia. That's what our plan is. They're never going to be asked that. They're never going to be asked the detail of that. There isn't, I don't think, a human being on the planet who would be stupid enough to think that they could you know, give that kind of information. If that kind of information is required in a court, what the deal is, it can be worded in such a way. And the police surely are supposed to trust a court of law and the judges. Yeah. Impeccably, no? Yes, they would. I mean, you would would think so. And they certainly uh, have to be answerable to them Mm. uh, because a man... I mean, three men in this case, but certainly Jerry Hutch is facing a life sentence and they have to be answerable to the courts because mm. people are entitled to a fair trial and it's just one of the fundamental pillars of democracy. I mean, it's just as simple as that. Mm. So tomorrow will be an interesting morning and it'll be, you know, it's either, I presume they're either going to clarify it in another letter to the court yeah. or they're going to present somebody to give the reasons or give some sort of evidence as to why they cannot clarify it. Yeah. Um, and you know, then the big day being Monday. Yeah. Which is going to be very crowded. There's lots of people down the there court is, now. There is, and there is members of the public now. Yeah. And, uh, Quite a few, like, yeah. 
Um, <clears throat> apparently it's been full every day. I haven't been down, but it's been full every day. Still lots of students, etc. And they seem to have an overflow court there yep. the other day. But I'd say for Dowdall, even the overflow court isn't going to hold the yeah. kind of the attendance that that will get. Yeah. Um, it's a pity in a way that Irish courts couldn't move no. towards televising these things <laughs> no. the way the Americans do, and isn't it? It is, it is a small room, mm. this, the, the special criminal court. Like it does probably in some in a way, it does probably doesn't sound like it is, but it is. No, it is. It's, it's, it's only it's, one, two, three, four benches, I think, yeah. on either side and then one bench around yeah, the back holding of it. seven, eight people or yeah. whatever each bench. But yeah, it's small. like it, 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 And the security there, so you can't have crowds in. No. You know what I mean? No. You have to be able to see, I'm sure from a policing point of view yeah. of the courtroom, they have to be able to see each person. Oh yeah, like in some of the... Bags are searched and everything going in. Yeah, some of the other courts, of course, people are piled on top of each other, yeah. particularly in the morning. You'd have like you, you'd standing room only. It's like being in a... Super pub. Not yeah, that I yeah. attend super pubs, but I hear that's what it's like. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I think everybody will have to be seated. And then when the court and the overflow court is full, I'd say that'll be it. Yeah. So it'll be in early and hope yeah. to get a seat. I hope to God the journalists are going to be given a little bit of uh, leeway with it because they will. I think yeah, they are well looked after. Yeah. By the, you know, you need your press seat because we have to be able to do the podcast. Yes. So look, we'll leave it at that. Thanks very much, Nicola. All right, thank you. You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from SundayWorld.com, produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. Research assistant is Clodamini. If you like this show and love true crime, leave us a review. Or why not download the free SundayWorld.com app? for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe.